What is up, everyone? My name is Stu, and I am Bonkers for Bourbon. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. Contact me, Bonkers, the number four, bourbon at gmail.com, or at Bonkers number four, bourbon on Twitter, or Bonkers number four, bourbon podcast on Instagram. I'm a lover of all things bourbon, so thank you, and join me on today's ride. Well, hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Stu. I'm Bonkers for Bourbon. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm Bonkers for Bourbon. Thank you so much for tuning in today's episode. I cannot appreciate enough the love and support the bourbon community has given to this cast. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. Today for you, I have yet another bourbon review from my collection. Still got plenty of samples, plenty of bottles to go through. Try to break up the review monotony just a little bit, but for today for you, I'm going to be reviewing a unique bourbon, a specialized bourbon, an expensive bourbon. I'll be reviewing Jefferson's Ocean Aged at Sea. Voyage number 12. Will the salty brininess come through? Let's find out. Woo! That game is fun! Oh my god! A new high score! What does high score mean? New high score, is that bad? What does that mean? Should I break it? All right, back on the review train here. Jefferson's. This will be my first Jefferson's review. Uh, it just, for some reason, I've had Jefferson products before. Uh, I think they're decent enough. It just, for some reason, they just don't strike me uh, in the store to buy. Uh, I think maybe I should do that more often, but they are a little on the pricier side, I have to admit. And this particular bottle is on the pricier side at $150 or so. Lucky for me, this was given to me as a gift for my birthday, so thank you so much uh, for the gift. And uh, this one, you know, it's uh, got a little bit of a gimmick to it, so let me go into the Jefferson's website and read from you, word for word, what they state about this particular bourbon. So from Jefferson's, it says, <clears throat> This bourbon started out as an experiment with just three bourbon barrels on Trey's friend, Chris Fisher of Oshirk's uh, ship, in a curious effort to discover what would happen if bourbon was left to weather the extreme elements, temperature fluctuations, salt air, and the gentle rocking of the ship. The result was a thick, dark bourbon that showcases complex flavors reminiscent of other spirits. The almost black color and caramel flavors resemble a dark rum as the sugars within the barrels caramelize. The briny, savory taste of the barrels breathing the sea air is reminiscent of Islay Scotch, and at its core, it's a true bourbon. Due to a massive demand from consumers, Trey has now commercialized this experiment and sent hundreds of barrels around the world. Each voyage of Jefferson's Ocean typically crosses the equator four times, visits five continents, and over 30 ports on an average sailing. So yes, this particular bourbon, Jefferson's, uh, is put on ships and just motored around the ocean, allowing the rocking to kind of rock the bourbon barrels and allow the bourbon barrels to Breathe in the sea air, which might explain a little bit on its price, just given the limited availability of it and how many barrels you can put on a ship and the experiment and blah, blah, blah. Is it worth it type of a deal? So this is Voyage 12. It was a barrel select pick uh, from Total Wine in Linwood, Washington. It is batch number 714, bottle number 129. Uh, it's a uh, Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey, very small batch. So I imagine this is their standard. They have a uh, a very small batch bourbon. So I imagine this is the same, but this one in particular is just aged at sea, aged on a ship. 
Uh, and Jefferson sources its bourbon, so there is no real um, uh, ingredient list for the mash bill, but from the research I've done, it is a higher rye mash bill. Oh, by the way, it is 45% alcohol by volume. That's 90 proof to you or I. Ah, I love when the math is easy. So I got a glass poured here. Let's get into this. Jefferson's Ocean, aged at sea, voyage number 12. Let's get into it. We have the color. <sighs> hmm. You know, the description from their website says it's like super dark, reminiscent of like rums and whatnot, but I have to tell you, the color, a little light. A little light on color. I wouldn't even like say it's even medium amber. It's more on the lighter side of amber. Uh, you know, again, like a, a dehydrated uh, morning bathroom break. Uh, not, not quite that light, but just, you know, it's, it's not on the darker side. It's just, it talks about being aged uh, to a point where it's a nice, dark, robust rum color. Uh, it is not. So let's go and take a nose. Jefferson's Ocean Aged at Sea. Okay. <clears throat> so I get a lot of caramel, caramel, caramel. Hints of vanilla, but caramel is definitely the driver. I'm trying to pinpoint salt or brininess, like uh, the taste of the ocean, like if you were to slurp down an oyster or eat um, uni or sea urchin, uh, as it's called, uh, that to me is like reminiscent of quintessential brininess or what they kind of consider taste of the ocean or taste of the sea. Now, I must say that there is a little bit of power suggestion here going on where the bottle says, hey, it's aged at sea. I've been reading all of this about being aged at sea. So it's almost like my brain is trying to find the saltiness, trying to pinpoint uh, the aspects of it being aged at sea. So I'm gonna try to keep an open mind, but power suggestion is a real thing. Let's get back into the nose. Yeah, caramel, heavy, lighter color too. Uh, by the way, real quick, I think it doesn't really get into how long it's aged at sea. I've heard rumors from two years to four years or even less. It is a Kentucky straight bourbon, so that tells you something right there. But yeah, caramel heavy. I'm not getting saltiness or brininess. That's just me from, from my nose. But all in all, the nose is not very powerful. It's not very robust. It's not a very inviting nose. It's actually kind of a weak nose to this particular bourbon. Let's go and take a taste. If you drink along with me, please cheers along as I say, be true to yourself, screw what other people think and drink more. Cheers out there. Bourbon. Okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, hmm. do I really want to say it? But I might, might be getting a little brininess in the flavor. And if it is there, there is a hint of it. It is very, very subtle. And again, this could be just my brain playing a little trick on me, but. <clears throat> I am getting just a little bit of salty brininess in the flavor palette, but the main driver of the palette is heavy caramel, a little sweetness, but I get some pepperiness also. So I get caramel, that's kind of the main driver, and some pepperiness. Take another taste, because why not? The flavor is very monotone. 
Uh, and that could be just the proof. You know, it's 90 proof, but that's not... I've had bourbons at 90 proof that definitely give you a nice crescendo and build of flavor. This is just a little meek. It's a little one note. It's it, it, The flavors don't take your taste buds on a ride. It really is just a little monotone as in you get that sweetness in the front, caramel's the driver throughout. You get a little pepperiness in the beginning as well. Caramel's the driver throughout the pal mid palate. And at the end, you get maybe a little bit of smokiness, a little smokiness in the aftertaste flavor. And the brine might be a little bit in the aftertaste or kind of in, in the uh, initial offering as well. But there is no you know, pop of flavor. There is no crescendo of palate differences. It basically is, here's your bourbon. It's very monotone. Uh, and it finishes very, very fast. Is that like a, a way of what people might say, smooth, quotations, smooth bourbon, just finishing like that? Eh, you know, some people might be like, yeah, that's I prefer bourbons like that. Or some people like me, I'm the flavor enhancer. I love that kind of flavor. And this to me is just reading a little monotone, little one note. I'm gonna take one more taste before we add water. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm getting more smokiness on the back end. I wonder where that's coming from. But I am getting the smokiness. Didn't really get the brininess on that, that, that last taste. But yeah, sweet caramel is the driver. You know, it's not necessarily bad. I don't think it's bad at all. It just, for me, I'm looking for something that's a little bit more robust in its flavors. And this just kind of seems a little meek, a little weak. You know, it's like a, it's like a, a decent date. You know, you're like, eh, I think it went well, but that's kind of what I'm getting with this particular bourbon. So let's uh, see how the flavors open up with a little water added. We'll not be adding salt water, but we'll be right back after a quick word. All right, we're back, everybody. Thank you for tuning back in. All right, we got Jefferson's Ocean Aged at Sea, and you know we've been adding some water to it. We're adding the old limestone mixing water, the official companion of Kentucky bourbon. It's limestone filtered from Kentucky herself. You can buy them in one liter, liter bottles from amazon.com for around $5. That's the best price I can find. Great for adding water to your neat pores of any alcohol that ails you. Of course, uh, for using in mixing cocktails, making simple, simple syrups, or freezing in your ice cubes. Old limestone. Check it out. Uh, so add some water to it. Let's just take a nose, this time with water added. Okay. Do I dare say I am getting just a little hint of the brine on the nose this time? Again, could be my brain playing tricks, but I am getting a little hint of saltiness on the nose with the water added. So I wonder if that's changed the complexity just a little bit, or I'm just getting drunk. I, I don't know. Little brine. Yeah, I am getting some brininess. Okay, so a little brininess there. Still some sweetness on the nose, sweet caramel. But again, the nose is nothing to write home about. It's just a little weak, it's a little monotone. It's just not popping. Like I've had like, you, you, you take a, a snifter of some you know, uh, bourbons and just the nose just pops out at you. It's like a bouquet of scents and aromas. So let's go and try Jefferson's Ocean aged at sea, this time with a little water added. So, with the water added, I am quite literally getting the same flavor profile. And that's just um, a little strange, because you know the water is gonna change the, the flavor profile just a little bit. 
but a couple drops, and I'm telling you, the flavor to me is not changing. Take another taste. Hmm. You know, if anything, it is adding a little more accentuation on the back end of the palate where you do get a little more smokiness, a little bit more spiciness as well in that pepper spice that I kind of noticed beforehand. It's making that a little bit more prevalent, but I have to say that I'm grasping that straws there. The flavor is pretty dang similar. I'm not really noticing a huge difference with the water added. So that being said, if you know the water's not really adding anything to it, I would say definitely drink it neat. A bottle of this uh, caliber, when I say caliber, I just mean on the uniqueness of it, the gimmick, uh, the price. I would probably save this bottle for drinking neat or enjoying with friends if you want to uh, give as a gift or offer to friends as quote unquote this gimmicky, um, you know, aged at sea type of bourbon. My beef, and I guess it's, can it really be a beef? Because, you know, simple economics, supply and demand, you're putting barrels on a ship, you're motoring that ship. Now, do a little research on their website. It's great. The ship is doing you know, research uh, operations, they're, they're helping, uh, you know, fish population, they're doing studies on sharks. So there is a good cause coming from the ship at sea, motoring around, and just happens to be uh, holding some bourbon barrels as well. Uh, but, you know, simple supply and demand, given how many bourbon barrels are actually on the ship and being aged, the cost of that, uh, that is what's going to drive up the price of this bottle. And again, this bottle around $150, glad I didn't pay for it, glad it was a gift, I definitely was looking at it for a long time, but didn't want to pull the trigger at that price. So it's hard for me to give a, a value rating because, you know, I get why the price is there, but is it worth the money? And my answer is going to be no, it's not. I think if this bottle was out there, if you could find it for $75, I think now we're talking. Uh, or even lower, of course, but 75, I think we're talking 150, that's just way too much. So my value, unfortunately, even though I do understand the concept, is going to be an F. It is an F for value. The juice is not worth the squeeze, in my opinion. Uh, again, completely different story if this was much more reasonably priced. If they're able to put, you know, have more ships or more barrels or whatever to drive the price down a little bit lower, completely different ball game. If this was in the $70, $75 range, I'd say value you're looking in the B range or so. Uh, but since it's in the $150 range, where you could buy a Wild Turkey Decades product, or if you could find a, a, a Buffalo Trace Antique Collection product for that price, you know, have fun with that. Get some limited edition uh, Knob Creeks or um, Angel's Envies. Uh, there's other products I would rather buy for that price than this one here. So again, I'm glad I got it as a gift, but I have to say for 150, not the flavor, not worth it. So an F for value, sorry Jeffersons. Let's get into the flavor rating. It was just monotone. Monotone flavor, there was really not much crescendo, there was not much boldness, there was not much robustness. You know, my, my, my brain maybe thought it, it tasted some brininess, which would come from the ocean air. So my flavor rating, it's not a C. It's not a C at all. I'm going to give it a B minus. I think that's the safe rating for flavor. A B minus for flavor, it's not, 
it's not mediocre. I'd say it's a, it's a little step above mediocre, but not much more than that. This is not a solid B. It's by far not an A. So B minus for flavor, I think, is acceptable. F for value, solely on the fact that the price is just too high based on the process they go through to make it. Supply and demand, mumbo jumbo. B minus for uh, flavor, and F for value. Jefferson's Ocean Aged at Sea. Try it out. It is unique. I would be more apt to maybe purchase this at a bar if they offer it so you can get yourself a taste, hopefully for a lower price, and make it a little worth your while. Or find a buddy or friend that can either get you a sample or taste, you know, if you could go over for to hang out and have a bourbon tasting. I think this would be a great bourbon uh, for hanging out and sharing with friends or doing a bourbon exclusive bourbon, bourbon tasting or anything like that. So I have to say at some point I probably will review it, but the normal Jefferson's um, very small batch bourbon, I am actually a, more of a fan of that bourbon, I would say, than this one. And they are essentially the same, just one aged in a warehouse, one aged at sea. One also much cheaper. I think in the $7 range or so. So. That is it. That is my opinion on Jefferson's Ocean Ages at Sea. Take it as you will. Remember, without bourbon, what's the point? Keep getting those bourbon gains. I'll see you in the next episode, and I hope you're having a great work week thus far. Cheers out there.